0: Get Heard with Heard was recorded in front of absolutely no studio audience. But we're still here on a bi weekly basis talking to the hottest, to the freshest, to the most talented and exciting artists breaking through this year. We're going to be talking about the ups. We're going to be talking about the lows. We're going to be talking about what it takes to be an artist in this day and age. So join me. I am Heard. And let's see who we're talking to this time. Radio voice off. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back, guys. I am heard, and you are listening to Get Heard with Heard. Makes sense, right? Makes sense. I find myself at the precipice of another incredible conversation with another unbelievably talented and brilliant artist slash person. <laughs> I'm super excited today because actually the artist in question was someone I met at the dance auditions for my music video for I Got You, the song I released back in August, I believe, last year. Not remembering when I released my own music. Lame. Anyway, I met this artist at the dance auditions. About 60 dancers turned up to audition for the video. It was an absolutely incredible experience. We ended up having 11, 12 dancers for the final video. It was fantastic. And if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's my video, Heard, I Got You. Check it out. Regardless, I met this artist at the dance auditions and, you know, not only are they a talented lyricist, a talented rapper, a talented producer, but they also dance, which for me is amazing. The artist in question goes by the name of Siddhartha. Siddhartha's been likened to Kendrick Lamar and Jay Cole for his lyricism and his chilling storytelling. And he dropped his debut project, Reflections of a Stranger, back in August last year. I am a huge fan of the way Siddhartha flows. And I'm also a huge fan of the substance. I just can't... Wait to have a conversation with him But before we jump into that Let's listen to a bit of Siddhartha This is a track called Murphy's Law Let's listen to a bit of Murphy's Law And then we're going to be jumping in in Conversation with Siddhartha.
1: Trying to keep my head up, but who pushed it underneath the dirt? Why we lie to show we happy? Would that be disease or curse? Like every day we getting better, every week it's worse. Fuck, I guess I'll be the first. Admit it, man, to man. Y'all put the sugar coat on like you in Candyland. Y'all break pal, fuck all without a master plan. Everybody got drive these days, stuck up in the traffic jam. running live from the 40s.
0: So that was a little bit of Siddhartha with Murphy's Law. What an incredible track. Like, I'm just bouncing right now. There's something infinitely bounceable about this kind of vibe. And like, you know, Murphy's Law, I've got, I've got to try and get this out there before I actually uh, introduce Siddhartha. He's actually on the line right now. But I'm going to keep the mic focused on me just for a while to show how smart I am or potentially how stupid I am. I believe Murphy's Law is anything that can go wrong will go wrong. I mean I, I feel like it's that. And and this seems like a really interesting segue to get Siddhartha on the line. Siddhartha, hello, welcome to the show. What's up, what's up, Heard? How you doing? What's up, what's up, what's <laughs> up? I'm doing well. I've got to ask you. Murphy's law is anything that can go wrong will go wrong, right? Yes indeed. Absolutely. Okay, amazing, amazing. Okay, I don't feel so, I feel quite smart. I feel smart. Yeah, no, you put, smart you put right yourself
1: now. on a on a ledge there and, and, and it came out, you did well.
0: It doesn't always, <laughs> yeah. it does not always play out this way. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, sometimes or more often, I put myself on the ledge and then I get tomatoes pummeled at my face. Oh. <laughs> T- tomatoes, tomatoes pummeled at my face. And they're like, you suck, you're <laughs> wrong, you're wrong. I don't know. Um, but anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Hopefully, does not apply to our conversation today. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's an interesting law and, and actually a really good place to start here i I find that your music now I, I talked about the infinite bounceability and that's that's definitely an aspect of this like you you have such an authentic flow, you have such an amazing sort of li- lyrical I, I would call it playing right thank you, you yeah you're, you're playing lyrically like to me you you're taking us on this this sort of playful adventure <laughs> where with with rap music or at least with this kind of music it's it's kind of like spoken. Beat poetry. What I really love is when something unexpected comes, and it just kind of throws you off. But it throws you off into another little segue, and you're kind of just connecting narratives that, in my preferred sort of um, preferred place, when it comes to this music, you're connecting narratives that aren't clearly interwoven, but you're weaving them masterfully to tell this story, this greater narrative. So, like, I I am all about that. But the thing that I love the most about your music is actually not that. What I really love is the self-awareness, mm. like the vulnerability, the self-awareness. Like there's, there's, when you're listening to, to Murphy's Law, you're listening to Siddhartha. And I, I never actually qualified this with you. It's Siddhartha? Uh, how, how do I pronounce your name?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, close. Uh, Siddhartha.
0: So oh, There we go, I did it wrong the whole time Siddhartha, <laughs> yeah. Siddhartha when I'm, when I'm listening to Siddhartha, I'm not going to go and redact that <laughs> Right, right, right But I apologize for my uh, incapacity of getting names right No, no, no
1: problem uh, Honestly, it, it sounded pretty natural to me I thought it was just like an accent thing I was like, okay, cool <laughs> I, you know, it's, probably
0: an accent th- it's probably an accent thing And I feel like you've said your name in certain things that I've heard There was a specific um, video that I saw on YouTube at one point um, which, which featured all of those amazing dancers. It was for a competition, I think. Right. Um, and I think you said your name, and and I must have just taken it taken it from there. Um, but I must have misheard it. Right right, <laughs> so, right. 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 Either way, irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. The self awareness and the vulnerability, though, that that's something that I really love about what you do. Thank you. And what I'm what, like, you are so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm uh, what I'm really interested to find out from you is what is the inspiration point for your music? And like, what what is the message that you're looking to spread? Because if you're putting yourself out there vulnerably uh, and in this super sort of supremely self-aware sense, there's there's obviously something you're here to say. And I'd love to know what that is.
1: Well, actually, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. And I'm really happy that you mentioned that because uh, uh, that is kind of my message that I want to spread self-awareness. Um, okay. And, and, yeah. and vulnerability. Like that is pretty much. That's really cool that you picked up on that cuz we never talked about my music ever before this moment. Never. Which is which is cool to say, but um yeah, definitely that that is my goal. So, when I make music, ideally um because the thing, you know how you have like the party rappers and then you have the conscious lyrical rappers. Like there's always that right. dichotomy yeah. between yeah. the two. What ends up happening is sometimes the party rappers feel a little bit like like it feels numb when you listen to their lyrics. Like you're like, okay, none of this really means anything. It's just about the music. And then sometimes when you listen to the conscious rappers, it's about, it's just kind of preachy. I,
0: I, you know what? I have to agree with you there where, you know, my, my relationship with rap is an interesting one because, you know, I've actually sort of not, not, even that openly but i've always listened to rap like i've always listened to rap right, right, I, right. as an as, as an artist right you kind of just get inspired from all kinds of places of course. and i i'm happy to admit that back in the day like i was i was listening to you know heavy hardcore music with guitars i was listening to the most insane trance that most people sh- will never have heard of because it's the most european kind of thing you can listen to right whilst also listening to like g unit and like super like <laughs> what i would call that's like a party rapper kind of vibe it's like right. it's not that serious i mean i i don't want to say that to, to anyone in that but in that unit's face because they uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably wouldn't go down to your stuff's not serious right, right, that right, probably right. wouldn't go down so well but but i remember like um rappers like Common and and some of the other ones that yeah. I really liked were like super conscious. Yeah. But what I found was it can be sometimes quite hard to listen to. Right. Because you have to be in that space where you're really in the mood to 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 have have this very thrusted opinion presented right. in your face, like intensely in your face. And sometimes you just wanna take it to the candy shop and uh, <laughs> exactly, let, you, exactly. let you lick my lollipop, right? Like <laughs> so I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so so what ends up happening is that you end up Um, Bouncing back and forth between the two But what I found personally is that like Some of my favorite artists Are the ones who uh, Speak from their perspective And so it's not Here's this thing that you should do It's here's something that I've learned And do with it What you will And so that's that's why I try and write my music from, From that perspective Because I want it to be meaningful I think I'm just that type of person where like even if I make a party record, I want it to have like something like I just want something deeper to explore if you want to go beneath the surface and you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Again, um, of course. but I like to leave little Easter eggs and little things there. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, my ultimate goal is to is to create a sense of vulnerability and self-awareness, because like I really believe that you can't force change on people. Um,
0: oh, oh, yeah. But
1: definitely. if you. In this world, we could all be a little bit more self-aware and a little bit more vulnerable. I think that would do a lot of good. um Of
0: course, and so- uh, it's interesting. I I couldn't couldn't agree with you more here either. Like we we are on just like this echo chamber of yeah. We love everything we're saying right now. We need someone to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Right? Otherwise, we're gonna start a, a religion or something. But like <laughs> the the reality here is, is is I couldn't agree with you more because you know what the one thing that. I stand by, and it is a principle that is associated to Catholicism, which I am not a Catholic, right, um, right. but but the idea of practicing what you preach is fundamental to me because the one thing that never works is preaching what you preach. Right. Preaching what you preach never works. No. no one wants to be told what to do. No. no one wants to be told how to do it. No one even has, you know, it's your birthright to do your own thing in your own way. Exactly. The only way that I've ever had, you know, had an influence on others or others have had an influence on me is when I saw someone doing something I wanted to do. Right. And then I emulated elements of it, but in my own way. And it's the same thing here where, you know, if you want to sell a story of vulnerability and self-awareness, it's pretty simple. All you've got to be is vulnerable and self-aware. Right, exactly. And you're, you're doing a good job, right? Thank you. I, maybe that's what's at the core of um, the core of your music and why it resonates with it so much is I, I, I like to inject meanings into my music too, um, but in a very, very sort of intangible nature. Right. So the, 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 the songs can be appreciated in the perspective of, I'm just appreciating this music for what it is. Right. But if you wanted to sit down with me and talk to me about the existential elements of what I'm really saying you could and there would be something of value there and it's funny because sometimes you get people reach out to you and say hey this seems like super existential and it's super like this and i'm like thank you for hearing me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> and, and then sometimes someone reaches out to you and they're like i really enjoyed your track i listened to it in the gym and you say thank you for listening to me right like, there's two di- it's different right there's listening and hearing it's a different experience both are valuable well it's a different and both are valuable right um, exactly so I, I love that i i think it's um it's testament to the fact that you're practicing what you're preaching and yeah. and i i respect it a lot thank
1: you thank you yeah it's definitely about again if you it's 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 about show don't tell and like it's understanding like yes we do use words but there are ways to show with words and not tell with words and it's like yes do i want to tell you um oh, yeah, you shouldn't give up, blah, 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 blah. Or do I just tell you about a part of my life where I was put in a situation that was difficult and it was difficult um, to continue to keep it going. But I somehow managed to do it and hope that maybe that can give you the inspiration that... That you can do it as well, you know what i mean and and there's a very different hundred percent there's a huge difference yeah. between those narratives, and so it's like one sounds like when you f- when you when you're listening to someone who sounds like they're not speaking from experience it's a very it's it's hard to take it as seriously and, oh absolutely and when you're speaking not from experience, it's hard to take yourself seriously, so when you're writing these songs, it's like what qualifies what i'm writing right now? do I really? You know, and if you are writing it, it's probably coming from somewhere. So you have to you have to dig deep, I guess, and 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 find. D- those. D-
0: dig deep is is interesting actually yeah. because it, it's 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 a it's it's something I've qualified for myself in a specific way based on my own interpretation of how life works right. and how the world works through not only my experiences with music, but also my experiences running a coaching business. Right. So I, I work as, um, well, some, some people would call me a life coach, but I, I, <laughs> who the hell's a life coach? What does right. that even mean? Right. I'm going to coach you about what life's about. And yeah, then the first 100%. question they ask is, what's life about? And I say, I don't know. That's the whole point. Right. Um, but like, the bottom line here is, from my experiences like in general, what I've, what I've seemed to have found is, if I can minimize my, the presence of my thinking mind, if I can minimize the presence of my emotions, and, and I, don't, I say minimize, I don't say ignore. Right. I say, I say respectfully minimize. Right. And, and, and listen to and understand and cherish. Right. But if I can minimize my thinking, my feeling, and my body, when, it, when I say my body, minimize the avoidance of pain, right. minimize the seeking of pleasure. Right. So if I minimize the avoidance of pain, seeking of pleasure, I minimize the impact of my thinking, I minimize my feeling, and I sit here in this specific place, it seems to be, that the music just flows; it just comes out, and 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 it right. doesn't. I, I I see it as an experience of the, and this is something that I said I wanted um on my gravestone back in the day when I was doing music and I was being interviewed a lot. Right? You know, I said to people, the best song I ever wrote, I never wrote, and mm-hmm. people were like, "This guy steals all his music. <laughs> what the hell is he saying? Right. Did he just steal it from someone else?" But the point is, is is to me, there's this very intangible experience of almost like birthing music as opposed to creating it. Now, right. I don't know if this is the same for you because within your sort of um, your, your vernacular musically, you have a lot of complex concepts interweaved into this greater story. Is, is it an experience for you of birthing or is it an experience of you know, th- using your, your thinking tool to create the narrative you want? Or is it a bit of both?
1: Uh, yeah, so definitely I would say a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Um, right. I think fundamentally beyond, uh, beyond like everything, it is an experience of birthing because you have to pull from your experiences. Like there is something already there that you, that you need to want to right. express. Um, but sometimes in order to draw that out, you have to do that, that hard grunt work and you have to just think. And sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to go and experience new things, you know, if you want oh, to yeah. you know, oh, like, yeah. cause we could write. We could write songs about the same topic in different iterations as much as we want, right You could write of course fifty of songs course. about about the same thing over and over again, and arguably some some artists do that successfully, but um you know as an artist, you naturally get bored of doing the same thing. It's just the creative the creative uh blessing slash curse is that you always want to push the boundaries and try something new so absolutely uh, so definitely it is an experience of uh of birthing fundamentally. But uh it's also an experience of of thinking and sometimes it is a very conscious effort because you do have to Absolutely you have to place yeah. yourself in new environments, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually if you're into that. I mean you know or even if it's not spiritually like myself, it's like technically you could still explore that aspect of it, right? Like why not? Right. So why not? So why not? So there is a there is a bunch of yeah, yeah, both. I would just say both. Like, um,
0: it- I, 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 I understand that I, I, you say grunt work, and I, I like that as a concept because the thing that I didn't make clear in my question is I experience music as birthing. Um, but what I haven't explained is that pre-birthing, yeah, <laughs> pre there, <laughs> I have to put myself in the clinic and the hospital right. on a daily basis and that involves grunt work, right? You have 100%. to be at the party to dance well. you got You got to be at the party. Yeah. So, so the grunt work comes into getting yourself to the party and then once you've birthed this baby it's in allowing it to mature into whatever it's maturing into. So I guess, I guess you've helped me clarify my own point, right, which right, is right, right, right. grunt work first, then you get the baby and then you do the grunt work again and then you put out the music and then it's extra grunt work to yeah. get heard and all because- that. Like stuff
1: the the idea is there the the emotions are there but they're unshaped right and so uh right they they're unfiltered and so what you have to do is like literally the process of being an artist is is taking that and materializing it in whatever form in our case sonics right or sound right yeah and so so that that takes you know some craftsmanship a lot of a lot of shaping a lot of reworking um to to make sure that the idea that the idea we want gets across you know and, exactly
0: yeah. of course no it's 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 interesting because there there are different processes that people talk about because i've i've spoken to people where they say i'll only work on music once or twice every few months when i feel that that mm. urge that that i'm being called to do something and then you have other people who work on it every single day and most of the time it's rubbish and and it's not to say that either of those methodologies is right or wrong it's just quite interesting to to see people's processes because it's uh, that there, there, there is this kind of intangible gray area right. that you enter when you call <laughs> yourself an artist. And it's like there, there really is no rule book unless you impose one on yourself. Facts. And I found like the, the more that I remove rules that were imposed on me, mm-hmm. the more that the flow and the birthing process it is something that's one more, more enjoyable, yeah. but two more frequent because there's less limitation on it. Right. And when it comes down to it, you know, there, there's been, uh, there's been a, quite a few experiences. I've been quite blessed in music to experience quite a few things. And the one thing that I experienced that, you know, was quite transformative was be, being on a stage when I was like t- late teens, early twenties mm-hmm. in front of 1400 people and just Damn. playing my music, it was it was cool. Like back That's in the fine. day, I had like a quarter of a million streams on uh, on MySpace. Well, they weren't streams Whoa. back then; they were plays. Right? Like right. I, I had a thing going before right, right. I had my mental breakdown, two suicide attempts, and it right, all went right. south. But I had a thing going, and 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 what I was able to, to to recognize there was there was um there was an authenticity to what I was trying to present that really? was being crippled by my attempts to remain within the rule book that was set out in front of me. And that was probably part of why the whole thing fell apart. And it's not that the music aspect fell apart. It it was the me aspect that fell apart. Yeah, around it. but Around it. And and music became the victim of of my mental health issues. But, But what I learned there was, even if you bring something super pure to the table, if you don't do the work, to dismiss the rules that are put on you and put it out in exactly how you want to put it out, then it will still be ultimately quite unsatisfying as an attempt to bring out this part of yourself and it's in in stripping away those rules it's in me saying i would like to release a song called daisme which has semi-pseudo-spiritual language in it has rap in it which everyone told me at one point i should do and everyone told me at one point (laughs) i shouldn't it has art art pop era lady gaga style chorus structure and and vocals like everything you know the one thing that's really hard when you actually authentically do your own thing getting playlisted because people are like what is this whenever i send it out to people it's either that they say you know it's got too much rap for our pop playlist but we love it it's got too much pop for our rap playlist but we love it right it's nice because people people feel the authenticity there regardless of whether it's playlistable um but to me it's it's the removing of those rules and I don't know if you found yourself at any point during your creative career where you felt like the rules were stifling you or was that something you naturally fought against from the start
1: um I think creatively it was it was it was hard to to tap into the process um uh, initially because it was like what is my process right so actually funnily funnily enough that you mentioned that I started Really taking music seriously, probably around seventeen. Like I'd always been writing since I was like ten or so because of my older brother. But then he he passed away. Like he died by suicide back in yeah. back in twenty fourteen. And so um, after that, he was the one who was doing music. It wasn't I was focusing on dance. I was just gonna do dance. And so when he passed, like that's when I started music. And then it, of course it was a bit of a, a train wreck trying to figure out my process. Now recently. Uh, funnily enough that you mentioned it, like, yeah, I think my process, mm. I'm one of those artists who, who, who tries to make it daily. Um, right. Only because I think there is something vulnerable about that. Like, I think one, it's just a matter of practicing your craft on the daily. So, um, cause I used to be the same. I'm like, maybe I should just wait for inspiration. So uh, yeah. I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here. It's, uh, but I was like, yeah, maybe I should wait for inspiration, but obviously inspiration only comes once in a while. And uh, I just found that when I started working on music more consistently, the inspiration would naturally just come more frequently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, absolutely. and
1: so like, uh, yeah. So I started, I started working on it, uh, daily, probably starting October of last year. I was like, okay, I really need to treat this with, with the daily practice. And, um, Mm. it was it was nice because there is a level of vulnerability of like yeah making trash today like it is what it yeah. is. No, I get it. Yeah,
0: you just have to look at my hard drives yeah, yeah, on right. my multiple things. Exactly. And you, you'll see, you'll, you'll see Frankie slash H.E.R.D. is a very prolific songwriter. Right. It's just 95% of the music that is created never makes it to the H.E.R.D. table exactly. because it does not deserve to be heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just not okay. But it, But what you're saying here is interesting because essentially it's the idea that the easiest way to make sure you get on the train when it comes is to be at the train station Exactly. Every day. So you you kind of just kind of get on it. Damn, but that's a the, good the analogy. But the difficulty, like, <laughs> well, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm an analogy kind of person. It makes sense, like, songwriter. I, I, my whole <laughs> life is analogies. Like, it's from the songwriting to the coaching. Like, right. you, 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 you can't tell people what to do. You can't tell people that you have answers. You can't tell people. You can't believe you even have answers because it's it's not about you having answers. Exactly. It's about you offering a different perspective, right. right? So like when it comes down to it, my form of language that 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 I communicate in most of the time, almost every day, from all of the different things I do analogies. analogies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of kind of honed like the ability <laughs> to to effectively analogize. I don't know if that's even a word. Yeah. Effectively analogize things. But but the idea that you have to be at the train station <laughs> To get on the train and the easiest way to make sure you, you catch the train is to just go there every day and and for me i find you know that there are people who have that innate freedom of time and and freedom of spirit that they can hear the train coming and then run to the station sure. but what i've experienced in life is you know l- luck if there's a recipe to luck it is the the meeting and the segue of opportunity and preparation
1: right and exactly.
0: that that hustle that you're talking about here you know the daily dump of <laughs> terrible music is the preparation so that when the opportunity comes you've done all of that legwork it's almost like as artists, we have to write a hundred bad songs to write one good one. Exactly. And if we don't do those hundred songs <laughs> on our own time, then when we're asked to write a good one, we'll have, we'll have to go through those hundred then. Exactly. Um, so I'm glad that you see it the same way, because for me, it's I, I, sometimes I, I, I think I'm mad, just like putting a mic in and just singing and, and, and doing some random little beat and then picking up my guitar right. and jamming out. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. this for? Like, <laughs> Everything I've written in the last week is dirt, dirt, like right, terrible. Yeah. But, but when I get into the studio with a the producer, they're like, what are you thinking of doing? I'm like, well, here's 10 tracks. These are the ones I like. And then exactly. there's another Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see, see yeah. what you see, what you think. And then there's always one that stands out. Like I'm back in the studio at the moment. It's being delayed by, um, inevitable, uh, delays, but I'm back in the studio with um the same producer who produced Eyes a guy called Rob Wells. And um he, he 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 received an email from me with like the three tracks that I was like, I wanna record these in the studio. And, and it was funny because in real time, I got the responses from him. So he texted me saying, hey, listen to the first track. It sounds great. We could really do this kind of a vibe. It would be really good. Going to listen to the second one. And then he listened to the second track and he texted me like, hey, forget the first track. This second <laughs> one is so much better and we can do this. And I was like, OK, sweet. And then he listened to the third one. And he messaged me. And he said, all right, the other two are terrible. This is definitely the one we're right. to do. And this is what I like about it. It's like, you can bring an, an authentic, raw version of yourself to the table. As as someone like me, um, who works with producers to elevate the production, because my ability to produce is limited. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of the same if you're working with yourself. It's this filtering process.
1: Right. And um, so, and and so the the big thing about that actually is that like there like two things. One, I don't necessarily really believe in talent. Like. I, I get certain people have predispositions to certain things, so they might like they yep. they might have been surrounded by a certain environment that just helped them foster their skills unconsciously, sure. But um, and then the other thing is that, like, I don't believe in finding the right answer. Like, I, I really think it's just okay. about yeah, it's just about finding the wrong answer and stumbling your way to something that you like. So it's like, no, nah, this definitely isn't it. No, nah, this definitely isn't it. This definitely <laughs> yes. is not it. OK, so if these things aren't it, let me just extract from that and maybe try going the opposite way. And then like you kind of just bounce back and forth until until you meet somewhere where where
0: you you know you 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 you, you should do some sort of but you, you know i did a ted thing you should do a ted thing you should talk <laughs> about this you should take your like philosophy for music and then just apply it for life because because this is this is this is life this right. is what you are talking about 100%. right now it's it's a stumbling across loads of things that we don't feel resonate with us yeah and if we if we get too caught up in the idea of right and wrong and the idea of talent then what we'll end up doing is inevitably sabotaging ourselves because we'll always be trying to figure out before we do something whether it's right or wrong Ex- which, which for, for, for the record like there is no right 100%. or wrong I, and, and we, we, don't, we don't need to get into the debate yeah, on yeah, the yeah, very yeah. contentious issues because I always get asked that and I have the exact same answer and everyone always sits down and shuts up once I've said it so like yeah. we're not even going to go there yeah. but like the idea of right and wrong is a concept the idea of talent is a concept and this is what I was referring to earlier when I said I was stripping away these rules you yeah. know because you know the rule book in in, in some way would say if you don't have a specific talent for this specific type of thing then do this thing which you find easier but what if i don't want to do the thing right. that I, that's easier what if i want to do the thing that i want to do yeah. and when it comes down to it is there a right time to do music is there a wrong time to do music is there a right way of presenting an idea is there a wrong way the, the reality of art is it's so subjective that that ultimately whatever you put out Someone will say it's right, and someone will say it's wrong. Exactly. So ultimately, it's got to be about how much you love it, <laughs> and, and there is there is no right and wrong to love. And funnily, love, f- love love is it right?
1: Yeah. Funnily enough, the like what I actually learned, like the way I learned that was not through music. It was it, initially it it was through dance, because right. Whereas music, I had been writing since I was ten. I started dance at like fifteen, sixteen. Which, you know, you find out that's actually like you would think there are a lot of people who started dance when they were three to five and they were learning at studios. So here I am at 15, 16, starting dance from YouTube and then taking a class from like my teacher frequency who, who came from Montreal to Toronto. Right. And and so, so I had absolutely zero talent for, for dance and for music, to be honest, like I couldn't clap on beat. In high school, like my friends used to, like, wow. yeah, yeah. We, we like my friends used to make jokes, you know, like, or we'd all laugh about it, like, we'd make beats on the table, and I couldn't hold a, a, a four count, like, I couldn't just go that one, me. two, three, me. wow, four. Yeah. had no, like, no proclivity towards it, like, couldn't do it at all, and so so what I would do is that the first time they clown me every day in the bus I'm out here learning how to tap to beats I'm listening on my yeah yeah. I'm just like tapping on my uh, on my lap (laughs) like trying to trying to just stay on time and then eventually before I know it like here I am making beats producing dancing competing and it's like and so,
0: and you're, and you and you're a phenomenal dancer. Like I've seen you move, thank and, and, you, <laughs> and, and and I've heard you with within music too. And I've got to say, like the one thing that 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 I can hear people saying is. Ah, oh, that Siddhartha guy, he's got so much talent, like it's probably easy for him. <laughs> yeah. and, and and that's what I that's what I that's what I find so funny about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I I get that all the time, yeah.
0: <laughs> right? You work so hard at something and then people throw it off as talent. It's like it's uh, you, you know why they do that though, it's because then they excuse themselves of doing the right. hard work to get right. there. So it makes sense. And if you know people enough, you realize that there's something super lovable about everyone yeah. and, and and how unbelievably they they treat themselves and other people. And yeah. Even the worst of people are, are so fundamentally hurt that they'll never see you for who you are anyway. Um, but but they're, they're, as someone who's seen you move, as someone who's seen you, you know, within your musical capacity, it's very clear to me that you know you you have something that is precisely brilliant and right. and it's Thank and you. what i love about this uh, you you will always be complimented by me there's not much you can do like maybe if you did like some sort of i don't know there are some musical steps you could take that probably would uh, slow down the compliment <laughs> right. but, 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 but then i would still compliment you for being you so like right you know. the, but the bottom line here is like it's quite interesting that this additional information of talent isn't a thing because I really struggled with this and now I do it at a level where people appreciate it. Right. That's something that resonates with me too because... As someone who's done so many varying different things that people say don't connect in my life mm-hmm. and 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 as someone who con- continues to get told that I should focus on one thing and stop focusing on so many things <laughs> to me it's like it's quite refreshing to hear someone who just threw themselves into something that they felt like they wanted to throw themselves into worked really hard, put in the effort, and then got the result because yeah. to to me that makes us kindred spirits. I feel like this is exactly how I've ended up in places where people say, "Oh." You did a TEDx talk. Awesome. You're so talented at speaking. It must have been easy for you. It took me 10 years worth of life experience to be able to get on that stage and speak from a place of knowing about the, the stuff that I spoke about. This isn't me telling a story about an idea that I read in a book. This is me telling people my story. Right. And, it, and it's real enough that it resonates. And then someone has the audacity to turn around and be like, wow, you're such a talented speaker. It must be easy for you to do speaking. Well, like, see, oh, you, you missed the point. You missed the whole thing. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the thing, right? And it, and it comes down to what we said at the beginning, vulnerability. And so it's like the, the, the people who accelerate the quickest are the ones who aren't afraid to trip while speeding up. And so... um, like love it's that. it's really important. Yeah, that was off the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, get, like, I, you know what? Like
0: I'm just I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw down like a little. M- 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 i just waiting. Yeah, for I know, go. right? I'm like, right. just waiting. No, just but like that, that that I love that though. That's yeah. that's super smart.
1: And so and so um so again like I had a lot of people telling me like oh my gosh you're so talented I can't believe you do all of these things and like for me again it was like a huge. Uh, A huge, huge struggle, but what I kind of, I was fortunate enough to stumble upon uh, while learning music um, was that I wasn't necessarily getting better at music at one point, but I was getting better at learning because I kept trying new skills. And so because I kept trying new skills and I noticed this while I was teaching myself how to play the piano to make beats, right? And learning Mm. key signatures. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like my mind is getting accustomed to being uncomfortable like I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting yeah. used to the fear. I'm like, like, so what would have taken me weeks to get the courage to start something? Now it takes me maybe a few days. I'll be like, okay, I don't know yeah. where the fuck to yeah. start. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. What, yeah. All right. You know what? YouTube. Google let's just do it.
0: And so <laughs> anything just start just start just start and I, I get, and, and and what you're saying in an unspoken sense here is you're giving yourself permission to stumble. You're exactly. giving yourself permission to make mistakes. You're giving yourself permission to do things that are not fully forming into the idea of what the right thing or the wrong thing to do is you're allowing yourself to play right you're allowing yourself to play that's
1: where all the information is like if you want right. to get if you want to get better again you have to find the things that are you're not looking for the right answer you got to look for the wrong answer and and course correct like we said before right. so it's like literally that stumbling is is uh those mistakes mistakes are are they're a well of resources they're mm. they're they're it's it's information gathering that's all right. it is and these are mistakes like back in the day when we were cavemen or or, or uh, i guess that's not the correct term or whatever um well
0: cave people <laughs> cave,
1: cave people um uh, yeah back in the day it's like some of the mistakes that they had to do to move forward were life-threatening and we're fortunate enough that like you know what i'm not gonna die from 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 doing from trying to make a song you know of course granted that your mind and you're, you're, that you're mentally okay and vulnerable like healthy enough to to take on that vulnerability and that you have a support system it's like if you have that then just remember that like these mistakes are they they're a sign of progress they're not a sign they of-
0: they, they they are pro- exactly progress. Like, w- without them you go nowhere if, if you're someone who cannot make mistakes then you can't do anything. You can't learn. You can't exactly. grow. And what's interesting is you, you are essentially bringing our conversation full circle. Like you're a natural podcast guest. Because you <laughs> you, you've naturally brought us all the way back. And this is me flattering you again because I'm not not—I'm um, not patting myself on the back for, for, for guiding it in this place either. But we did a good job. We did a good job. I think, I think but we what's nice, did, you know? what's, like, we, we killed it. We crushed it. What, what, um, what is interesting is the Siddhartha... Uh, Philosophy here, I could call it Siddhartha's Law. Right. And it's an evolution of Murphy's Law because what it's saying is anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And that's awesome because that's how I grow. And I love that. I think that's like, that's game changing for a lot of people because. You know, most most of us are taught that mistakes make us bad and that we should avoid them at all costs. Whereas, you know, the smartest among us (laughs) realize that you don't push the dial, you don't push the envelope unless you're trying to do something new. And if you're doing something new... You're going to get it wrong. (laughs) Well, you're going to get it wrong. You're going to throw out the rule book. You're going to throw out the... You give yourself permission to get it wrong and then you make the mistakes that you need to make to get to where you need to be. You're like a a toddler who's learning how to walk. You fall over so many times. You fail at walking so many times that you get up every single time you right. get up and you carry on trying we were all pretty good at this when right. we were four when we were three when we were two we just got conditioned to forget it you get and comfortable I really like that like we get comfortable and we and, and if we're talking about our ancestors as well the ancestors who survived the cave people who survived were the ones who were anxious and worried enough to avoid the saber-toothed tiger anxious and worried enough to avoid seeing what it means to jump in the fire and seeing what would happen actually our our ancestors are the ones who did the backstabbing not the ones who got backstabbed like our ancestors are pretty much the worst of the people (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. we don't we, we have this inclination naturally biologically to worry, to concern, to be anxious. And, and when it comes down to it, the people who push the, push the dial and do something different are the ones who are able to transcend that and, and I think to transcend that, you have to have something you care about enough that it's worth it. For sure. And, and, and for me, that's music. Uh, and for you, that's music. And I really love that. And it's funny because I end these conversations with uh, trying to understand what the, the, the meaning of Siddhartha is and, and, and what it really stands for. And in this case, you, you've basically just laid that out on <laughs> the table for the last half an hour, like strong. Right, like I said, right, podca- right. podcast guest achieved like, you <laughs> just give yourself a tick like just thank you gold star like i don't know achievement unlocked if you play <laughs> a video game. like this is this is it like although for me it's more and i, I keep talking about this at the end of the podcast because it's so ingrained in the back of my mind it's more like nook miles on animal crossing because i'm absolutely one of those people who became immediately obsessed <laughs> uh, so you I, know I, what I, i've I, been I, just,
1: I have so many friends who got it and i have a switch and i was like I don't want to get it. I have real debt to play to pay in life. I'm
0: not trying to pay off. <laughs> I don't need to be I'm like, not trying to pay off
1: virtual debt to a to a cute raccoon. A raccoon. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, that's it. Like, it. It's funny because I, I I like honestly I I I'm really proud of the series because I am someone who played video games for a while. Like I I've been playing video games for a minute. Right. And you know I had older versions of Animal Crossing, and and I was the uncool person who decided to spend their evenings not shooting people in the head, exploding things and and going pow, pow, pow. But I actually decided to spend my evenings hanging out with anthropomorphic animals uh, in a little city and and doing things like chopping wood from a tree, recovering a lost book, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's quite satisfying to see the series turn into something that's like... uh, that's, that's so infinitely memeable at the moment. Yeah. But yes, you're making the right choice in avoiding it. I, I can absolutely tell you that <laughs> if you have real debt avoid Animal Crossing at all costs yeah you gotta um, you
1: gotta manage manage uh, the life got, of you, just of got, you.
0: You, you gotta manage your own life before you manage the life of a small thriving yeah. independent nation isle yeah. uh, but it could but, teach uh, you know, me how to do
1: it like you know what like yeah, I could yeah. learn through like this simulation world you <laughs> place you myself through it, it and then be able to project those skills into my real life you know these are well, things you know I what, considered <laughs> Definitely.
0: you gotta pay down your debt to Tom Nook the, yeah. the raccoon king King, the, the landlord himself, you got to pay it down. Right. And you know what? Maybe you won't be able to buy that lifeguard chair for your beach yet, but debt comes first. Right. Debt comes first. So you know what? Maybe there is. Maybe there is a transferable skill there. Maybe there's um, hope. hope yeah. Maybe there's hope for us all. Uh, <laughs> regardless, look, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, a privilege, and I truly appreciate your time and your perspective. And um, I- I'm going to give you the floor for uh, a few a few seconds to pitch or promote absolutely anything that you want to <laughs> before we jump off and and um please do uh take your time to to do that, and uh, after that we 're going to play a little more of murphy 's law and then it'll be on to the next artist. but the floor is yours sir tell me what is what is the place that people can find you the most effectively
1: well uh firstly, thank you very much um yeah, I almost completely forgot about plugging myself. That's very important. So <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me on Spotify as Siddhartha, S-I-D-D-A-R-T-H-A, or on Instagram at Siddhartha Music, S-I-D-D-A-R-T-H-A, Music. Uh, I have an album out right now called Reflections of a Stranger. It's been sponsored by Ryerson University and the Gladstone Hotel, which is kind of a,
0: a, a cool, very cool, yeah, very cool, strong, strong record. Yeah, and you know... Uh, <laughs> I know most of the tracks on there, but apparently I didn't know Murphy's Law until recently. Yeah, which is, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is now by far my favorite. Like, wow, so strong. Amazing. Uh,
1: well, I'm but, glad. Uh, I'm glad I sent that one then. I, I figured... uh, yeah. Well, that's
0: it. Like, how did I? How did I miss it? Like, Spotify has been screwing me. Over over it seems like whenever I stick you on I'm like listening and then it just glitches past that track the whole whole album is is a treat like uh, it's it's strong Um, so yeah that's, that's exactly what we're gonna do right now we're gonna listen to a little bit more of Murphy's Law. And then I will speak to another artist. I will be connecting with some other person with an interesting opinion in the next episode. And uh, till then, goodbye Siddhartha.
1: Goodbye and thank you for having me.
0: Of course, Can have a good one. Then I gotta
1: keep it pushing, even if the situation's down. Stick at the mind, sticker, and fit this a blind. I'm I'll be tripping on fine. Fall until I hit the bottom, making that bottom line. Eventually, you'll put a daughter in your top five statistics on the plot of my lyrics. I make the trots fly. Still, we never know when death could be approaching. Setting my priorities, be present in the moment.